Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. Uh, Before we get into the program today, of course, I want to promo some of our upcoming events. Uh, It is the end of May, which means that summer is slower uh, in terms of events in downtown just because it's so darn hot. And uh, I'm sure that there are some who are appreciative of that fact, probably my staff more than anyone, uh, to, to have fewer events. But there is still fun to be had. Uh, June 2nd is our first Friday event, and it's Family Fun Night. Lakeland Moonwalk uh, sponsors that for us and fills Munn Park with all kinds of bouncy things and other types of games that you can play. So it's just a good time to be had uh, for Family Fun Night. Uh, June 2nd. And then, of course, um, Food Truck Rally is on June 8th. Uh, So the Food Truck Rally is all summer long. The second uh, Thursday is always the Food Truck Rally around Munn Park. So uh, make sure you put that on your calendars as well. And, of course, uh, Farmer's Curb Market uh, is still going strong through the summer, June and July. uh, But we do change the hours in summer from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it closes one hour earlier just to give our vendors a break from the heat. uh, And and then we're closed in August for the Farmer's Market. So be sure to uh, come visit all of your vendors, your favorite vendors, throughout the June and July months because we are closed in August. Okay, so right to the program, uh, I have a very special guest today. My guest is Lieutenant Joe Parker. Hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. Should I call you Lieutenant Parker or just Joe? <laughs> just call me just Joe. Okay. So, uh, Joe, um, you are uh, a lieutenant with the Lakeland Police Department, and how long have you had that role? I got promoted in December of this past year. Excellent. Uh, Well, congratulations on your promotion. I'm sure it was well-deserved. You have lots of uh, great programs through the Lakeland Police Department that we're going to talk about today that a lot of people don't know exist. Uh, And so we wanted to make sure that people knew, especially because some of these programs are in the summer, in the month of June. So we want to make sure uh, that folks get the information about these programs. If they have uh, teenagers that would be interested in participating in these programs. Uh, But you do have another program that's year round. We'll talk about that as well. But before we get into that, let's get to know Joe. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting story. (laughs) So how long have you been with Lakeland Police Department? Started in September of 2006, so going on 17 years. Okay. And were you a police officer prior to Lakeland? Nope. This is my first stop. Okay. So Um, you've been with us the whole time. The whole time. I was in the Army before. I worked in construction, dabbled in the entertainment business Mm -hmm. for a while, and landed here. Entertainment. Do tell. Mixed it up a little bit. (laughs) Some TV and some film. Oh. Worked in a circus-like environment for quite a while. Interesting. Would we recognize any of your work? Uh, You may have seen me on TV. I actually worked on a show in Nashville for a little while. Nice. uh, For country music television. Okay. Was it like a soap opera? No, it was called Ultimate uh, Country. It was originally called Ultimate Country Home, and then it became Ultimate Home. Hmm. And worked on that for a season. Um, Worked in some other... Short films, mm-hmm. uh, some movies I'm probably am not too happy to brag about. <laughs> they didn't do too well. But um, worked at a um, dinner theater for quite a while. You might have heard of it. Mm-hmm. It was good times. Well, you, you, you strike me as the kind of guy who could be in theater. 
Well, I did go to Harrison Performing Arts School, but I was a musician at the time. Okay, so a little bit of that rubbed off on you anyway. What'd you play? I was a percussionist in the orchestra. Nice. The first class of Harrison Performing Arts School, first four-year graduating student. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That was obviously prior to its uh, beautiful new campus. Was it it on Lakeland? I don't remember it before that. What was it just on Lakeland? Lakeland High School's campus? The first building was the Brick Theater that was there. And then we shared the campus with Lakeland Senior High School. But all of the different arts got bused to different areas of town. Oh, So, for instance, the music students got bused to Florida Southern College for classes. Interesting. Huh. Well, times have changed. It's all on campus now. It's a nice place now. It It has evolved. It's a beautiful, beautiful campus. Uh, My daughter graduated there in 2011. Uh, and she was a um, uh, theater major, so okay. um, she she played the lead in uh, her high school senior uh, as you like it. So I was very proud of her. But I digress. Back to you, Joe. <laughs> Let's talk about Joe. All right. So uh, what were you? Um, so what is what is your role as Lieutenant Joe Parker, at Lakeland Police Department? So my current role is over the community services group. So I have the neighborhood liaison officers. I have the community services staff, which um, takes care of all of the crime prevention type aspects of our job and deals with the elderly services. And then I have the Police Athletic League at this time, which has a year-round program for our youth in the community. And that's PAL? PAL. And what does PAL stand for? It's the Police Athletic League. Okay. But a lot of the PALs across the country now are converting the name to Police Activities League Mm. because we're evolving into a more... Um, leadership, mentoring type organization. So it's not just sports and babysitting. It's preparing kids for life and leadership roles and how to be responsible members of the community. So it's much more than just, you know, playing football or cheerleading. Mm -hmm. Currently, our program has cheerleading, football, archery, and fishing. But That's an interesting combination. It is. (laughs) But there's mentoring and other (laughs) programs that make them well-rounded individuals, and that's what we're hoping to do. Um, I digress again. I, in high school, or maybe it was middle school, we had archery as part of our PE class. And um, they told us that when you went to go get your arch, you had to make sure that you put, you had to lean in and put two fingers near the 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 um, tip, I guess. And when you pulled it out, and I didn't really know why that was, um, but then I shortly there found out because I nearly poked my eye out. <laughs> <laughs> it was very painful. But again, I digress. Um, hopefully there are no injuries like that. In, uh, archery is hard. It you is, think it looks easy, but it's really not. A lot of people don't realize the sportsmanship mm-hmm. that goes into it, the, um, the discipline. Yeah. It's a very disciplined sport. Uh, it's an Olympic sport. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. So yeah. it's not just hunting and fishing these days. It's, you know, it, there's a very competitive aspect to it. Does the, do the students that are in your pal archery, do they compete? I am not. It's a relatively new mm. part of our pal program, so I have not been to the competitions okay. or see how they, um, they manage that portion. But the other parts are competitive. Um, sure. It, it, they compete regionally with, with other schools, with other organizations. So they're very competitive in their, in their sports and their cheerleading. And then what was the fourth one you said? Cheerleading? Football. Fishing. Fishing. Yeah. That's that's fun. Do girls and boys do that, or is it mostly boys? It's a combination. Yeah? 
Yeah, girls need to learn how to fish and hunt and do mm-hmm. all that stuff that the, that sure. the boys do. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, so um, so Pal is, how long has Pal been around? Because is that something that um, Pal? Lakeland started decades ago? or No, Lakeland didn't start it. Pal's been around since 1910. Oh, wow. So there's a fellow by the name of Captain John Sweeney of the New York Police Department that started developing an inner city youth program. And it's spread throughout the country. There's a national PAL. They have different state PAL. They have regional PAL. Um, and they have individual PALs. Ours is set up as a 501C3. And it's run by a board. And Sergeant Nicholas Rex is the director out there at this time. And we have two sworn officers and two civilians that run the program now. So we're really trying to evolve the program. Um, we've grown out of the building that we're in, so we're looking for ways to get to our next big spot and it's an ongoing process and we've got some momentum and yeah hoping to build on that well um where are you located right now is it coleman bush or no it's not coleman bush it's a couple blocks back okay. east off of second street okay so you're looking you're currently looking for a new location to expand correct we'd like to build a new building that would be able to house all of the programming that we have but also evolve that space into a multifunctional use where we have some mentoring classrooms, mm. art program, those Experts. sorts of things. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Lieutenant Joe Parker to learn all about the fun things LPD does. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me today is Lieutenant Joe Parker with the Lakeland Police Department. And we're talking about uh, the various programs that Lakeland Police Department offers uh, for youth in our community. And particularly, we were talking before the break about the Police Athletics League, which is going to be hopefully changing its name soon to Police Activities League, like the rest of the country. Is that what you said, Joe? A lot of them are changing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that we'll change our name, but we definitely want to evolve the program to include more activities. Like I said, we want it to be much more um, educationally based, a lot of mentoring, mm-hmm. leadership, you know, giving these 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 young men and women a, an opportunity to learn what they can do, mm-hmm. you know, what they can achieve if they put their minds to it and right. you know, solve problems on their own. Absolutely. So the program is an after-school program. How does where where do the kids come? How how does the sort of give me a, a a day-to-day operations of the of the program? So we do have activities that take place after school. It is a year-long program, but it's not the traditional after-school program. Okay. So we don't have like childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have the full accoutrement of activities like the bus that brings them from their school to the PAL building. Like I said, we're we're in a relatively small building. So we don't have the means to house that type of program at this time. So we're hoping to evolve into something that could possibly accommodate those types of activities, you know, a full after-school function. But it's something that the city would have to consider. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot of investment in, in manpower and funding, um, which can be hard to come by these days. But with our cheerleading, fishing, archery, and football, um, we have that throughout the year, and then they have the whole month of June is a summer activities program that they carry on every year, and uh, they take field trips and, you know, like I said, have reading, mentoring, and, and things like that to keep them busy. Um, 
Well, it sounds like you would need, uh, it takes a lot of adults to run this program as well. So how do you get the folks that are participating or is it just the, the staff that you had mentioned earlier? So our current staff and volunteers um, take care of that stuff now. And they mentor about 1,500 kids annually. And uh, we have about 100 volunteers locally that, that come out and help us accomplish that. Um, so currently we have about 400 youth that are actively involved in our PAL program uh, per year. So, again, that's a good number. If mm-hmm. you think about 400 kids that we're dealing with on mm-hmm. a regular basis, that's a lot of influence that we can have. And that's the goal. I mean, if we can look at the engagement of our youth as our number one crime prevention tactic, mm-hmm. we really would be doing a lot of good. Yeah. And so you'd said that you're looking for uh, a new space because you kind of outgrown the space that you're in. Is that something that um, the the city obviously owns lots of land and, and probably some vacant buildings? Is there any anything you have your eye on or is this you're starting from total scratch? It's it's easier, I think, a lot of times for a city to say, hey, well, we have this. Let's use this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, reclaim something that's not being put to use. But when you're talking about evolving a program for our needs that we have now, but looking forward into the future for the next 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. I think we really should consider something new, something that is designed specifically for the space mm. because you know our youth is a worthy invest- investment. Yeah. You know, Crime prevention is a worthy investment. So we depend on benefactors. You know, We depend on the city to find that land, find those funds to build what we need to have built. Um, you know, we see stuff that happens on the south side. Uh, the YMCA, for instance, is mm-hmm. renovating their facility down they there. They are. That's a good chunk of change they're, they're throwing at that. <laughs> so if we could find some some individuals in the community mm-hmm. that are invested and want to see good things happen, then, you know, we would love to hear from them. Yeah. Excellent. Hmm. My wheels are turning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So uh, anything else we need to know about PAL before we talk about our next program? No, PAL's a good program. Like I said, it started a long time ago here in Florida. It picked up in the early 90s, 1993. And we picked it up at our department because obviously it's a no-brainer. Yeah, You have to invest in our children. We have to engage with our youth if we want responsible citizens to go back and build this community to what we want it to be in the future. Absolutely. Um, so there's a couple of other programs. Uh, this one is is uh, also for, I guess, uh, oh, students grade 8 to 12. And um, what caught my eye about this flyer, Joe, is you and the, uh, the table saw. <laughs> <laughs> so you are still living your roots of uh, your, you know, your performance there. Was that, was that, did you purposely flex that, that <laughs> bicep or is that just natural? That's just so natural. <laughs> Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with yeah. that. Okay. Uh, so tell us about the Vocational Trades Summer Camp, because I wish that I had known about this for my now 20-year-old. Um, he and I did take a trip to Honduras with the Rotary Club, and he learned how to use a table saw for the first time in his life, had to go to Honduras to do it. So uh, I guess that makes me a bad mother. But um, I love all this hands-on learning, and I'm so excited for you to tell everybody about this, because I hope that um, lots of kids sign up, and I hope that also some folks will uh, hear your call for need of, of um, some um, donations to take care of this program. So tell us about the trade summer camp. Well, my father was a single parent. There were four of us kids in the house. Um, he struggled to make ends meet. 
and I got to be his helper. Mm-hmm. So I am a carpenter by trade. When I got out of the Army, I went into construction and became a commercial superintendent. And so I worked on some pretty fancy projects. Nice. Uh, my first superintendent job was the Islands of Adventure at Universal Studios. Oh, wow. So that was a really cool project. I worked on the Hard Rock Hotel. Did a lot of hospital work. So building and construction is the type of career where you can really just stand back at the end of the day and see what you've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And it it makes it much more enjoyable, in my opinion. So it helps you get a sense of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, being a school teacher or police officer, you know, you can't really see intangible means the product that that you're creating. But it gives me hope that if we can teach these kids these skills and influence them, then in years to come, we will be able to stand back and see what we accomplished in in leaving that legacy through these kids to, mm-hmm. to do the same sort of thing. So as a superintendent, I, I, I really learned firsthand how hard it was to find skilled labor, mm. qualified help. And my dad was a union man. I was in the union. We had apprenticeship programs. Here in Florida, it's not a strong union state. Right. So we don't see these apprenticeships. So I wanted to come up with something. Every year we get the sudden spike in juvenile crime when school's out. They're just wandering the streets. We wanted to have a program of short-term crime prevention by occupying their time, but not just babysitting. Right. We want to actually teach them something to give them skills to go forward, long-term crime prevention, put them on a path to success. And that's what this program does. It introduces them to all the different types of uh, vocational careers they can have. Start with architecture, all the way through roofing. And then at the end, they go to a residential compound to see it in real life. And then we go to a commercial site to see the difference in scale and culture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. And um, they can see it for themselves. And so the program is at Tenorock High School. Why is it at Tenorock? Last year we did it at Travis. Um, Travis was a little bit dated mm. in design and technology. So I'm partnered with the school board, and Tenorock is their electrical academy. So what we really want to do is have them interested and enroll in one of Polk County's career academies, mm-hmm. and Tenorock is the electrical academy. So it's a more modern facility. We can accommodate the classroom inside in the air conditioning in the shop. So we're hoping it's just going to be um, something newer, fresher. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So the Vocational Trades Summer Camp is um, June 5th through 16th at Tenorock High School. And it's hands-on learning. You have to apply. How many spaces are available? Only 50 spaces. Okay. And I think I'm going to close it out here by the end of the week. So okay. you, you better jump on there. Okay. It's on the City of Lakeland's website on the police page. Okay. If you click on the Join Us, Join Our Team tab, hit the plus mark, and the application will pop up. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll talk about um, some more about the hands-on learning that they're going to experience, but also ways that the community can help you accomplish uh, this program. So stick with us. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. With me today is Lieutenant Joe Parker of the Lakeland Police Department. And we are talking about uh, the various programs that Lakeland Police Department has to engage our youth in the summer and year-round. We talked about PAL, which is Police Athletics League. Uh, That is a year-round program. And this last segment, we were talking about the Vocational Trades Summer Camp, and that is going to be June 5th through 16th. You can apply online at uh, lakelandgov.net. And um, 
So it's a hands-on learning from industry professionals in all of the vocational, well, many of the vocational trades. And um, so tell us what kind of what these kids are going to be learning about, Joe. So I kind of guide the classroom from my perspective, you know, building that bond with the police and the youth. But this was also especially designed to bond the local businesses with our youth in the community. So each segment of the class is taught by local Lakeland industry professionals. So uh, Lund's Architecture, for instance, mm-hmm. they come teach the architecture portion and they carry us through the whole idea of getting that that want or need to build something from your head onto paper, how to read blueprints, how to read tape measures, some fundamental construction math. And then we move into framing up a building. We build a little 8 by 12 structure and then the electricians come wire it with switches and lights and the plumbers come plumb it up. Um, again, local professionals. Um, Curry and Co. Plumbing came out furnished all the supplies, the hardware, got us running water, flushing toilet. So <laughs> it's really cool that the kids get to help put that together yeah. and then see it actually works right there in real time. Yeah. So that's cool. And then um, we've got the painting, the interior design. We have uh, roofing. Uh, ring roofing came out last year mm-hmm. with TruePro. Uh, they actually taught these kids how to put the sheathing on the roof, how to put down the underlayment, um, lay shingles, Put all the bull, all the uh, all that sticky, mm-hmm. goopy black tar getting all over yes. everything. So it's really cool to let the kids actually do it themselves. They see that they can do it. It's not just someone in a classroom telling them, "Hey, you could do this." Right. We actually show them that they can do it. Right. It's not page pictures on pages of a book or videos of somebody else doing it. It's they're doing it. Correct. The biggest thing is to let them see people that look like them come, mm-hmm. you know, especially the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best workers that I had working for me in the construction industry, the Finnish interiors mm-hmm. were the women because they had a lot more attention to detail, were more careful about their work. <laughs> you know, some of the guys may be mad at me, but hey, <laughs> facts are the facts. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the uh, the folks that are out there doing all of that with you, um, where this you're basically building you're building like a little shed it sounds like but a sh- i mean more than a shed because it's got running water and mm-hmm. electricity and 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 drywall so where is it built right there on Tenerox campus and then what happens to it <laughs> well again <laughs> materials are scarce you know funding is scarce so i'm working on getting that uh, p- perpetual um, commitment from the community mm-hmm. to make sure that we have the supplies and materials that we need to keep the classes going so last year I wasn't 100% sure, so I just disassembled everything. And so... Oh, no. <laughs> so, no, you did not. <laughs> yeah, I disassembled it. We stored it. So this year we're going to oh. reuse most of the materials. Like I said, I want to establish... This is only my second year doing it. Okay. So I want to get established, have a commitment from the community to make sure that we can keep it going year-round, mm-hmm. um, year after year. Right. And so then we can consider you know what we can keep what we can do we, we considered building something and then donating it mm-hmm. but again making sure that those uh, materials are replenishable every year right but we we took it apart and st- <laughs> stored it oh. i wanted to make sure i'm being efficient in my spending oh so joe yeah so we built it inside the classroom <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh that's that's another reason why we went to Tinner Rock so yeah. we could fit it all inside the mm-hmm. shop. Last year we were outside yeah. using fans and what Oof. have you, but we want the kids to be comfortable so it's conducive to learning. Right. So yeah, can't have them being distracted by right. <laughs> heat stroke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So it, 
in a perfect world, what what kind of donation would cover the cost of you building this shed from scratch and not having to disassemble it? Well, running the whole program, like I said, it's 50 kids over two weeks. Okay. Food is the biggest expense. Mm, I mean, if you consider course. about 15 bucks a head for, mm-hmm. for catered food, um, it gets expensive. You know, yeah. 10 grand. Yeah. But the school board has their, their program, so if they're on site, then we're able to um, use that program with a mix of donations and what have you so we can throw some really good food in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these teenagers, they eat so much. So, so <laughs> Especially keep, if they're doing this hard right. hard trade labor. <laughs> right. So that and supplies, um, Joiner Lumber, for instance, was one of our benefactors. Mm-hmm. So getting in-kind donations, it is uh, – you know, government agency, so mm-hmm. the 501c3 rules apply, so it's tax deductible as mm-hmm. a charitable organization. So that should help, you know, mm-hmm. our, our corporate sponsors um, donate uh, Pepsi, uh, Coke, mm-hmm. Pepperidge Farm, some some other local businesses, they, they, they donated as well to make sure that we can keep these kids uh, hydrated mm-hmm. and fed during the program. So a lot of, a lot of community support. Um, it was a big hit, and I'm looking forward to seeing who else we can get to join us on our team. Um, but the community has been good. Good. So, Well, if anyone out there heard that call, call, call need for, for supplies and, and donations, uh, it is a 501c3 tax deductible uh, contribution. I'm sure they can reach out to you or to the program at lakelandgov.net to find out how they could sponsor. Is there a sponsorship button or anything like that? There's not a button, but my information's on there. <laughs> okay. So they're free to give me a holler so whenever the they button. would like. I'm okay. the button. Okay. <laughs> well, that is very cool. So this was, you came up with this last year. Is this an idea that you came up with because of your uh, construction background or had you heard about this kind of thing in other communities? It's something that I, I knew about, um, like I said, having worked in the trades. But again, we were having these sudden influxes of gang violence and mm-hmm. what have you. So Edgar Pickett was a retired sergeant from Lakeland Police Department. As a police department, we have to be very careful to listen to what the community wants and needs, mm-hmm. and that's part of you know community-oriented policing. So um, Chief Garcia sent me out last year to, to have a conversation. He had some concerns, and in that conversation with him, he was also involved in the construction trades. You know, we had a good conversation and thought it'd be a good idea to bring something like this to life in Lakeland. Uh, took it back to the chief, and of course, Chief Garcia mm-hmm. thought it was a good idea, and obviously. Chief Taylor um, is supporting me through this. So we've got the support from the community. I'd like to just get it more well-known and yeah. more robust in the contributions. And like I said, I'd really love to keep it going perpetually into the future. Absolutely. And what is so great about it is that it's not only um, keeping them engaged in something that's teaching them something, but it's also, I mean, fulfilling a need. Because as you said, there's all of these, all of these trades are in need of workers and a and and we don't have that sort of apprenticeship kind of thing anymore and um you know so this could really lead to a career for a lot of these kids absolutely and on that note i mean law enforcement is in dire need so mm-hmm. we have a career academy right for law enforcement track kids and that feeds directly into our explorer program um it feeds into our public safety aid program and if they get through all of those steps you know as a psa starting out uh when they become of age 21, then if they're tracking well, we can sponsor them through the police academy and hire them as police officers, sworn officers here at Lakeland PD. So that's a one-week program. It's limited to 20 students, but that is from June 5th through the 9th, so that first week of June. Yes. 
And that that's all well, that's all it's the same time as your trades. It is that so there was a shakeup with the student resource <laughs> officers. If you hadn't heard with Polk County, the, right. the sheriff's taken over that uh, mm. student resource officer thing. So it kind of put us in a time crunch, kind of mm. put us on the spot. But it is a program we're doing. And if you have any kids that are out there from 15 to 21, then hit that website, sign up. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take another quick break and come back and continue our conversation with Lieutenant Joe Parker. Um, a couple more questions about the summer trades, but then also get a little deeper into the Lakeland Career Academy. Stick with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And if you're just joining us at the very end of this hour, you missed a riveting conversation with with (laughs) Lieutenant Joe Parker of the Lakeland Police Department. Uh, We've been talking about the programs that Lakeland Police Department uh, has for for the summer uh, in for the for our youth in the community, and um, one of them is relatively new. Uh, yet last year was the first year. It's called Vocational Trades Summer Camp, and um, it's very it's a great hands on learning uh, for these students uh, from industry professionals in carpentry, electrical, plumbing, roofing, drywall, painting, architecture. Uh, you can learn about all these programs that we're talking about on LakelandGov.net. Um, but Joe, before the break, you sort of touched on uh, the Lakeland Police Department Career Academy and the Explorers Program, and so tell us a little bit more about that because you know that's that's a that's not just a summer program, right? I mean, the the this this is a, a week long, but there's a a year long sort of program, right? Well, the Explorers Program is something that we're hoping that this one week camp will feed into. Okay, so where the Vocational Trades Academy is open to all types. Mm-hmm. The law enforcement track is a little bit special. You know, it takes a special individual to want to put themselves in harm's way and come sure. to this job. It's not for everyone. So it's a little bit different crowd. Um, they have to go through a background check. It is open for the ages of 15 through 21. So before uh, in previous renditions of the high school, we used to call it the high school police academy. Now they're just calling it the uh, Lakeland Police Department Career Academy because they want to get from the young age all the way up through the college-aged kids to get them into the program and really start giving it a serious look. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's just it's a different ball of wax now with the police and the way we are functioning in society, and we have to make sure that we are recruiting the best mm-hmm. and the brightest. So we want to start them early get them on that path and get them to start accumulating all of those necessary skills, leadership skills and mindset to come and be successful in this career. So we have our explorers program. Currently there are about 14 kids in the explorers program. And if they get through that program, um, like I said, they can start as a public safety aide in that explorers program. They're learning how to write reports. They're learning police tactics. They're learning how to uh, defend themselves, how to use that verbal judo to get themselves around and over obstacles that they um, encounter in life. And later on, as a police officer, it, it teaches them those things early, so it becomes second nature to them, which is important. So the Explorers program could feed into a public safety aid program. You know, the public safety aides, they investigate not-in-progress crimes. Mm-hmm. So they'll go out and process a crime scene, a burglary scene, a robbery scene. They dust for fingerprints. They take uh, tape statements. Mm. They do all of that stuff. 
So they just won't respond to a call that's in progress. Right. All right. So there's a um, age limitation on sworn officers, but if they get through those stages, then we'll we'll sponsor them. Lakeland Police Department will pay for their books, tuition, all that, and pay them a stipend to go to the police academy. They'll graduate and come back and work for us. So last year, three of our explorers aged out of the program. All three of them went on to attend police academies in Polk and Pasco County. Uh, one of the graduates was recently sworn in here at Lakeland PD, and another went on to join the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. So we do see results from that. Um, several of our staff members were explorers back in the day, and they stick with us. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, hoping to get these folks on the right track, give them the skills and confidence they need to be successful, and it has to start when they're young. We've got to start taking advantage of our uh, youth engagement. So the Career Academy is June 5th through June 9th, and it's basically an all-day uh, training um, and it's at the Lakeland Police Department Training Center, which is right. Is that right downtown? Is the training center downtown? No, it's over by the um, power plant off of Lake oh, Parker. Oh, okay. So we've got a nice facility out there. We've got classrooms. We've got a shooting range. We've got a driving pad. We've got the canine training area. It's pretty nice. Nice. And so what, I guess, what do they, what do they do in that one week period that would, I mean, how intense is that training for that one week period? Pretty intense. So they have PT that they have to do every day. They're dressed up in uniform. They have their duty belts. They have a um, class leader. They elect leaders. They have squad leaders. They're assigned um, specific tasks from day to day. They actually go through scenarios. They learn how to do traffic stops. They learn how to investigate crimes. They learn how to dust for fingerprints. They learn how to interview people. They learn all the paperwork. So it's a pretty intensive week. And they get to get a full snapshot of what it's like to be a police officer here in the city of Lakeland. In one week? In a week. Wow. And so how long have you guys been doing the Career Academy, this one-week program? So we did several renditions in years past. It used to be called the High School Police Academy. And that was run by our neighborhood liaison officers. We skipped a year, and then we just brought it back again this year, re envisioned Mm -hmm. as the Career Academy. So uh, Lieutenant Sean Collins from the Student Resource Officer Group is running that with Sean Hall, who is one of our SRO sergeants. So the two Seans are running it. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're excited to see if we can get the kids uh, to fill up the class roster and get that started. And so how many students uh, or how many uh, available slots are for the Career Academy for this week-long program? Tops out at 20 students. Again, it's very intense. It's much more compressed. So um, less able to have, we've got to be able to keep track of everybody. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So 20 kids. So in the, in years past, um, and this might be a a numbers that you don't have on top of your head, but do you see from this program, kids joining explorers after having this week long intensity of saying, Hey, this is, this is really cool. I want to learn more and do more. Yeah. There were several that went into the explorers program. And I have not been tracking where they are in the mm-hmm. Explorers program. But from the parents reaching back out, they say that they don't recognize their kid. Yeah, They're a completely different kid after they come through this experience. Just with the um, confidence mm-hmm. that it builds in them, you know, knowing that they can approach these types of problems in the world and be successful at them. You know, not any different than what we're trying to do in the Vocational Trades Academy. Right. Teach them some skills and give them the confidence that they can do it. It's just not something they see on TV or read about in a book. They're able. Right. So um, in terms of just policing in general, and you kind of talked about, you know, 
these days? Like what um, what are the what are the biggest challenges out there for you guys? What can we do as a community to to support you better? Be more educated. It surprises me that we don't have people engaged in the police department to learn more about what it is we actually do, like coming to do a ride-along. Doing a ride-along will open your eyes <laughs> to what it's like out there. People just don't have a really good concept of what it is to be a police officer these days. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking about shootings, robberies, domestic violence, mental health issues. Who in their right mind would want to sign up to go deal with that every day? You know, someone's... Yeah shooting up a school. Well, we've got young police officers that are going to put on their their badge and their gun and run into that danger zone. Mm-hmm. You know, you got someone who just fell in a pool or drowning. They're trained to go deal with that emergency medical episode. We're having to be mentors. We're having to go into situations where the people have lost control and gained control. And we're talking about young 20-year-old officers on up through, you know, our later stages of life. Mm-hmm. But these officers start out young, okay? And they um, are human. Mm-hmm. So people have to recognize that there's a human aspect to this job. We're not robots. It's not all mechanical. Uh, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your service. Thank you for your service. And thank you for um, your all of your fellow officers. We we I feel like we have a, a, a very well-run Lakeland Police Department. We're not perfect. No, no department is perfect. Uh, but I feel that my 23 years of living here um, that I've seen, you know, good things, good things over the years. And these programs, I think I just commend you for, uh, coming up with the one about the trades and, uh, continuing the career Academy and being able to go to, uh, organizations and speak about it. Um, and you're willing to be a speaker about these things, right? You, again, your, your, your background in, <laughs> Theater. Theater. (laughs) So if you want to learn more about these programs, please visit lakelandgov.net. Joe Parker's, Lieutenant Parker's information is on that website, and you can contact him if you'd like to give a very hefty donation to any of these programs. So again, Joe, thank you so much for being my guest today, and uh, hopefully you'll join us again next week, everyone.